Hello guys, you're back for another episode, and Dana, you have anything to say? It's weird Nathan starting the episode, but yes, I have something to say. What is our, um, what is our series to, uh, about this time? Well, it is actually about like a hot potato in the current society. Definitely. For sure. And feminism. we are talking about feminism. Yay. And because this is a very delicate topic and a topic that interests us for very much, I we're going like general, to generally cancel, you know, like on Twitter or something. Yeah. <laughs> we're not large enough to be canceled. Yeah. So you don't need oh, to worry on. about that. You're being too, you're, you're just boasting too much. That itself. So just to get back on track, we're going to have three episodes on this. And our last episode is a very special episode, considering that our, um, very precious upper classman <laughs> our sonbe will be joining us for an interview wow. and that will be the last episode so, so um as a build-up for that interview and the interview episode we're gonna um, put out two episodes before that and this is the first episode of this series yay guys Ooh. so um we'll come back after listening <coughs> to the short music Sorry. break So, um, quick notice, guys. Um, it's, I think all four of us have, like, a bad throat right now. A sore throat. Yeah, I have a really bad cold. Yeah. I am healthy. <laughs> yeah, I think Nathan is the only one who's healthy here. And how about you, Santino? I'm also healthy. Oh. Okay. So, so put it in perspective. Okay, you, so guys, you guys are physically unhealthy, but we are, like, psychologically unhealthy. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, definitely. Okay. So, Olivia will, might be, like, coughing a lot yeah. and... Me, my voice is not going to be very um, good to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm already getting worried about this episode. It's okay, it's okay. Then let's go into the facts. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Let us give you facts. Okay, so now, moving on. So we're talking about feminism today, right? right. A very like sensitive topic. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you can't get canceled on Twitter. But anyways, <laughs> but feminism, okay, so where did feminism come from? So actually, in the start, well, despite all the controversy of feminism today, like controversies regarding its like radical nature, it's like changing, right. it's like changing into a very radical movement. But regardless of that, it actually started out as a very normal and a very um, a rational equality movement for women. Right. So how did it start out? So we can't like uh, divide feminism into three um, stages. Four, actually. So we're currently in the fourth wave, but previously there are three Previously, yeah, yeah, three. So, okay, so we can't, so thanks to Olivia, so we can um, divide it into four categories and four stages. So there, so I'm going to talk briefly about the three previous stages. So the first stage uh, ranges from the 19th century, it's like the mid 19th right, so century. Ninth, it, to be accurate, 1848 to 1920. Actually, I was the one regarding it. I was the one like in charge of history. Seriously, I thought I was as well. I guess we just research the same stuff. Talk about oh, okay. teamwork. We can talk about okay. the same stuff. Okay, so then I talk, you you correct and uh, ask some all right, all right. Okay, so um, starting I'm, from yeah. the 19th <laughs> century to the 20th, the early 20th century. Right. So. I mean, you don't have to say that I'm right. I know I'm right. No, I said... I, I I said oh my right. god, you just said that Olivia's gonna fix you. Whenever you get... <laughs> you need some more details. Just, or like, you need to get... Whatever, whatever, whatever. A correction. Uh, let's it's just, just blow like... over. Let's just blow over. Okay. okay. So, 
back to what I was saying, from the 19, late 19th century to the <coughs> early 20th century. So this was called what we, what we were called like the Victorian era, and especially oh, yeah. in Britain and England, right? So in this era, like the ideal, like the ideal women, like the ideal portrayal of women were actually introduced to the public. And this is the point where people, uh, especially women, uh, starting to demand for equal rights and, right. and, you know, reach their point of what we call as enlightenment. So the first wave actually starting from the late 19th century was actually based on like the equality movement, especially mm -hmm. regarding the political, uh, the political voice and the political exposure of women's political desires and the women's voices right. and like the whole political pool. Let me come in here. So I guess the first <laughs> organized movement was the um, signing of the Declaration of Sentiments. Um, which is about like um, affirming women's equality um, and like uh, many other resolutions like um, regarding women's rights. Um, and this was, I guess, kind of linked to different movements at the time, like abolitionism. Um, but something that's kind of funny about this is that um, this is kind of like, <coughs> sorry, uh, the stage where the 15th Amendment was passed, um, which basically allows black men to vote. Um, and apparently this angered, like, the white woman, like, but, so this is very, um, like, kind of in between, because right now, the left wing is, like, feminism, and, um, is this, why are you laughing? Sorry, and, Please continue. Um, yeah, black rights and things like that are hand in hand, right? But at this time, at this point in time, um, white women were angry that the black men got suffrage rights before them. So that's when they like really started to um, move, do the movements and things like that. Okay, so like, thank you, Olivia. So now that was the first <coughs> stage of feminism, right? Uh, back uh, when Olivia ends her coughing. Now, the second wave, the second wave of feminism... Actually, I have more to talk uh, about the first wave. I was talking, I was talking. Oh I was talking. my god, we're so I was I was not coordinated. I, I shouldn't talking. have put you guys in the same team. Now that I realize. You're right, but let me just continue about the first wave because I'm not done. Or if this is going to be like like three hours long, if you just... No, I have like two more things to say, okay? <gasps> right? <laughs> so after... So this was also like related to the women's suffrage movement. I thought you were going to talk about the suffragist movement. Um, anyways, um, it also <laughs> included black feminists like Sojourner Truth and Ida B. Wells, both mm -hmm. of which are very, very famous. And then the 19th Amendment was ratified in 1920, which basically was um, the end of the first wave, signal the end of the first wave, because uh, mm. suffrage rights were basically everything that the first wave was about. Um, and the 19th Amendment kind of set the end to that. Now you can talk about the second wave. Go ahead. Okay, so now the second wave uh, ranged from the era of 1960 to 19... from the 1960s to the 1980s. Now this was the point where actually women now uh, obtained of their social status as like a political as their political voice and their political rights began actually demanding to reform of like began to demand actually social reforms and um, reforms of kind of what we call as convention conventional tradition or like stereotypes ranging from like the basic um, family structure where like the men especially the fathers get to like uh, kind of like present their doctrine in a family right so we, so from that point on and through then on, women just, uh, <laughs> the feminism movements were very, uh, very likely <coughs> on reforming the social atmosphere and reforming right. the social conditions for women on a, like a family basis and also right. social in, roles in, yeah, for poli women. political, in political ways, 
policies and like your jobs, equal payment, so on, so on, mm -hmm. so on. So actually, this trend continue on to the third movement. No, which I <laughs> I'm gonna talk about this. Ooh. So the second wave was also kind of like hand in hand with the civil rights movement and protests against the Vietnam War. Um, these two, um, including and also the uh, feminist movement, were the three largest like movements at the time. So I just want to um, talk about that. And there were like a bunch of important Supreme Court decisions like Griswold versus Connecticut, Roe versus Wade. Um, oh, wow. Things like that. Um, yeah, and I think that's all I, I wanted to say about the second wave. <laughs> just adding that on there. Actually, the third wave, the, then the third wave, which is from the uh, 1990s to the early 2000s. Actually, I don't see that much of a... This could be controversial, but I don't see much of a significance or difference in the way they organized their movements and Ooh. what they were trying to represent. They just basically went on to uh, uh, assert the change of so the social atmosphere, uh, very, not very different from the second wave, or uh, from the second wave, and much more significant in its magnitude. Right, and but that's like your opinion, and uh, um, the third wave no. is kind of characteristic in that it kind of handles sexual harassment in the workplace. That was okay. kind of a central movement. Um, just talking about that, just want to bring that up. Um, okay, so, so then comes the fourth wave. Now, as I will call, so we cannot put censored here, right? So, anyways, uh, so then then comes the fourth wave, which I believe we have a lot to talk about, and which is very controversial. Al although I wouldn't state my precious statements. Uh, right, we're talking about facts right now. Facts, facts, facts. Let us, just, you, let us give you the facts. Nathan is just dangling in the line over there. Yeah. So, so that's, that was the basic history of feminism, succession of feminism, and are there any topics you guys want to present? Yeah, we... The floor is open. Yeah, so, the floor is open? Are we doing a debate or something? Yeah, be yeah but yeah, actually, yeah, we want to take over the floor. And let's go on first with Santino. So basically, feminism is like um, it talks about gender equality, no matter um, what opinions does Nathan or I have. <laughs> because of that, are you implying something? No, no, no. I'm okay. I'm very respectful to feminists. You're also trying to cross the lines. So no, no, no. Just keep it in it. Um, so we're going to talk about the history of women in um, in Korea, specifically in South wow. Korea. Sp specifically in South Korea. In the modern times, where when we got you know got separated, and before that, um, there is an actually a very interesting fact before the modern times and in the medieval times in the Shilla dynasty. Interestingly, there was actually a supreme leader that was a woman. Mm. You know, right? Oh yeah, I know. Like Sun Dong Yeo yeah, and Sun Dong Right. So feminine power, ancient feminine power. So, um... No, why is this possible? So, so um, before that, it is, it is a fact, so please don't hate me with this. Before modern times, there was not much significant event done by an individual woman in Korea, mm, right? So, right. Um, but interestingly, there was only one dynasty in Korean history, and I, right. as I said before, Shiva mm. dynasty. Mm -hmm. dynasty. And Iconic. they even had this woman supreme leader, like a queen, three times. Three times? Yeah, three times. And actually, 
Um, you asked me about why Shilla had mm-hmm. a queen, unlike many other countries. Right, yeah. that was like the only dynasty in Korea that had those that amount of women like power. Yeah, mm-hmm. before um President. Um, but it wasn't even only Sundogyeong. It was Sundogyeong and Jindogyeong. Yeah, there was um three different Shilla dynasty queens. Yeah, and the reason to that is because not because um. Shilla was very open to what feminism and equality <coughs> or something, but actually Shilla dynasty um, had a queen because there was there were the only one left in the royal family to be the king. Right. Basically, it was too conservative. Yeah. Like blood, like blood over sex, I guess. Yeah, and even after being the queen. They would face many, many revolutions and taunts from different countries, from inside and outside <coughs> of Shilla, because of her gender. Like, even some guy named, um, um, with, what was it, Pidan? I don't remember his name, but yeah, it is right. it, he started a revolution. I believe this is not the only reason why he started a revolution, but... Yeah, but a central point in his argument was that... I can't be queen. conquered by a queen. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, right, right. And that's basically it for the um, individual women <coughs> in our Korean history. And do you want to talk about the modern times, Dana? Yes, I actually did some <coughs> research on the modern women's movement, but it was, it's really recent, like in the 19, um, like in the 20th century. Yeah, because before that, women did not. It was have really any hard chance. for women to have any chance to like step up. Thanks. Partially because of the new new um, Confucianism. Confucianism we talked about. By the way, if you guys, if you didn't listen to the Confucianism episode, the Confucianism series, check that check that out. Yeah, Please. just check that out. And Leave I think that, views. and I think like we explain sufficiently on that ca- series why women are not like really, um, why were why women weren't able to have their voice in the world. Yeah, and even why we Koreans and the younger generation ha- hate that even now. And actually, let's get back on to the modern history. Yeah, so um, with Joseon being a Confucianist country, um, I think women were actually able to have their moment as it became the 20th century. Yeah. So do you guys know the Kunuhe? Oh, we learned it last right, year yeah. in yeah. Korean history, history class. Kind of getting PTSD for yeah. that, but yeah. So the Kunuhe was um, actually very big. I, I thought it wasn't that big, but um, as I researched it for today's episode, it had more than 1,000 women. Oh, really? Wow. More than 1,000 women. 1,000 women. Yeah, that is, I think, a breakthrough. So it was established in 1927, May, May 27th. And it was more than thousand women. And in Joseon, um, no, and this is kind of an excerpt from the uh, announcement they made as they established their organization. So I'm just gonna try to become like this powerful old woman and try oh, to like let's yeah, listen to parody Dana. it. Wait, you guys are just staging. Okay, in Joseon, the status of w- women are very low. Even though the path ahead of us seems rocky and arduous, we thousand women are determined to achieve an ideal that is going to be embedded in history. Women aren't weaklings. The day we finally gain freedom, the world would be free too. Assemble Joseon's daughters. Inspiring! (laughs) Sensational! Oh my god. (laughs) This is mortifying. So anyway, this was an excerpt from an announcement by the Kunuhe. So this was kind of the start of... um, 
the women's organizations. So 1980s was when the current Korean women's movement really started to like have its spark. Right, take off. Yeah, take off. And in 1983, um, an organization, a very important organization was made. It was called 한국 여성의 전화. And um, wow. I realized that it might be hard for U.S. citizens to listen to it because it's like pure Korean. Or other parts of the world. Yeah, of course. I'm sorry for <laughs> neglecting. Other countries, oh my god, I seem like such a bad hostess. So, um, anyway, so this organization led a movement against um, sexual as- assault, and because they worked endlessly in order to like um, um, make a law related to this, they were able to make the Act on Special Cases Concerning the Punishment of Sexual Crimes. Mm. Yeah, so 성폭력특별법. Oh. Yeah, they were able to make that in 1994, and that was a great feat. I can't believe that didn't <laughs> exist before. Yeah, Definitely. I really can't. It's 1990, freaking 1994. Seriously. Yeah. So, anyway, it's we're so glad that they made it because who knows? I mean, right. me and Olivia would be in grave <laughs> danger by now <laughs> if it weren't for them. So, anyway, so in 18, no, in 1983, that organization was made. 한국 여성의 전화. And that led to the creation of many more organizations for women's rights. Um, and because there were so many organizations in 19, 1987, all the organizations congregated and they created a United Korean Women's Organization. And this was for discussing ideas um, inter-organizationally um, because they needed to have a hub of communication, hub for communication, and they wanted to wield more power with more people. So this um, united organization was really the powerhouse for all the Korean women. So, and as a result of all of this movement, in 1998, there was a presidential commission on, um, the presidential commission on women's affairs was made um, by the government. And I think that is the, like, the pinnacle of the movement in the 20th century. But there was some criticism as the movement became more active. You guys realize that feminism is mainly about your um, feminism is mainly about gender equality, right? And yeah, so I mean, for women, it's really important that they have gender equality, and the and for men too. Yeah, of course, and men too. And but in that era, it was more important for the women, I think, because they had they were like yeah, they're the ones who were getting discriminated. Yeah. So as the um, movement became more toward gender equality, it um, gained more criticism, and it kind of lost its spark a little mm. bit. But in the early 2000s, um, young feminists start, started to like start their movements, and in the 2010s, more diverse types of feminist movements, like, for example, net feminists or like other type of right. feminism, um, try, um, started in Korea. So I think that is the modern history of Korean feminism. Thank you for giving us that talk. Yeah, and um, to add on, if we talk about (coughs) the common Korean women, like the public Korean women at the time, it was not very different from other countries because they were also getting discriminated. But some certain point I really want to mention is about... um, the Joseon dynasty's is Yeolnyeo. Do you know about Yeolnyeo? Oh, yeah. I'm um, not course. sure about the concept. Can you tell us about it? So I mean, I think it's both. I think it's a little toxic. It's very, very toxic. It's not a little toxic, yeah. 
I'm just censoring myself. Yeolnyo is kind of like a matrider for women who, um, how should I say this? Did not betray. So, I mean, so the concept of betraying is even like funny. Here. It's not betraying. So yeah. I, I'm saying it sarcastically. So yeah, I know, I know. Please. I completely understand. So it is basically like it's, it is for the women who did not betray their husbands after their husband has died. And oh, so I guess living, never like meeting another, just being a widow for uh, their the life, rest of their yeah. life. And if that was it, it wouldn't be as toxic. And in the late Joseon dynasty, Yeolnya was given to women and actually encouraged women to commit suicide after oh my god her yeah. husband had died. And I believe this shows how much women was um, oppressed and. Discriminated in that era. Yeah. They were also very really like, rewarded for being like yeah, yeah. yeah, they made some kind government of government rewarded them. Oh yeah. my god, I feel so like disgusted me that people too. made um, other people commit suicide because their husbands were dead. And that's such. I mean, I'm I'm not allowed to um, cuss here, so. <laughs> yeah, so that's the point I really wanted to mention to show how much um, the gender equality quality thing was so grave in Korea. Yeah. I'm glad it's been getting better for the past for, you know, uh, all of history and that just the fact that um, we're able to be seen as equal people um, it's just, I guess fortunate that we weren't born in any other period of time. Yeah, I'm, yeah I really I, I couldn't imagine how I would live if I was, like, born in the Joseon dynasty. Seriously. Yeah. And it's just, and it's not that long a time ago. It's, like, yeah. just a couple hundred years yeah. apart. So that was the point I really wanted to mention. Do anyone have anything to add on? I don't know if, um, does Nathan have something he wants to say? Nope. And it's not. Probably because he's over there, <laughs> um, yeah. just playing by himself, looking into the mirror, just, like, playing with some strings or stuff. I'm sorry. Anyways, I guess that's pretty much it for this episode. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I guess we'll be meeting you guys in the other episodes of this series. So stay tuned for that, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.